senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. I'm not normally a praying man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman! Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlives podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. And this is, uh, finally, <laughs> episode 38. Yes. We fully intended to have a show last week. The hard-fought 38. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a sad thing. It's it, to, For getting the show up, it's a terrible story of woe Ugh. wrapped in a nice long weekend away playing video games. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody should feel sorry for us. It was just... we. We really tried to plan well. We did. We packed all the equipment. We yeah. we so, fully intended to do this last week. So we did. We we live in Boston, and about every six months, you know, usually uh, corresponding with uh, a long weekend. Yeah, a long weekend. We go up to Fun Spot in Laconia, New Hampshire, which is the uh, we did an episode about it when we went last time. But yeah, it's the one of the biggest operating video arcades at least on the east coast if not america yeah it's if you've seen the king of kong that's the arcade where that takes place where the big tournament is you know with uh billy mitchell and steve Weeby tuning each other up and calling each other douchebags on donkey kong yeah we walked by that donkey kong machine a couple of times oh i failed utterly at that donkey <laughs> kong machine a couple of times uh i i broke I didn't nine even bother <laughs> yeah i broke 900 points i have fond memories of being good as donkey kong as a kid and those memories are purely based on, I bought the How to Win at Donkey Kong book from the Scholastic Book Club. Ooh. And because of that, I learned the cross-hand grip. Okay. Because the joystick's on the left and the button's on the right, so if you cross your hands over, you can operate the joystick with your right hand and gain yourself a tenth of a second. Okay. So just based on those two memories, that I had a book and I could do that grip, I remember being good at it. And So for that tenth of a second, is it worth the, the now carpal tunnel? Oh, Christ, no. <laughs> no, I, I've done terrible damage to my shoulders, neck, and, and groin somehow. I don't know how that happened. Not supposed to work the machine with that. Well, I I felt it was only fair because the machine was fucking me. <laughs> but, yeah, I got 900 points. I think I cleared the first rack once on, like, 10 tokens or something. But it's we like to go up there because it's all the 80s video games. We're Generation X, so it's all the games we grew up on. Uh, including every single one of them that sucks, and yes. you'd be surprised how many of them it turns many, out. Many of them suck. Crazy Climber. <laughs> I did really well at Crazy Climber, but I only it turns out I only ever liked Crazy Climber because I would pretend it was Spider-Man in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and Spider-Man is apparently dangerously susceptible to closed windows and the occasional flower pot and angry <laughs> bird. Ah. Uh. Yeah, there there should be more Angry Birds in Spider-Man's universe. There, there's no room for Angry Birds in video games. That's stupid. You're <laughs> stupid for saying it. But actually, speaking of birds, I I did surprisingly well at Duck Hunt this time. I don't know why. Well, because you're a killer. You're a born <laughs> fucking killer. Now, usually the dog just laughs at me a lot, and I and then I time out. Yeah, no. <laughs> you say we don't have guns in the house because I drink whiskey. No, I'm afraid of you with a gun. You're just a butcher right down under the skin. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost cleared the second rack of Tron, which I almost never do. And the only reason I didn't was because the friggin' paddle control broke, so I could only turn the thing to the left. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all those tenths of a second I gained at Donkey Kong <laughs> for no good reason, I lost him at Tron and got myself killed. I got to, like, level four at Qbert, which was, like, I think, a personal best for me. Yeah, see, I was 
only ever okay at Qbert. I was only Q- ever okay at any of these fucking games. Qbert was usually marked for me as as a child playing it by not being able to get the joystick to be particularly responsive, panicking quickly, and falling off the pyramid. That was usually what would happen. Well, now that your murderous <laughs> instincts have kicked in as an adult, you're cooler under pressure. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, played a ton of Tempest, you know, all these great games, and including you know, Rampage. We had fun at Rampage. Rampage was awesome. Just purely destroy the city and eat army men. Like, with unlimited quarters, Rampage <laughs> was probably the best 15 minutes I spent. Yeah, unlimited <laughs> quarters and nobody lining up to stick their quarter in the slot to get the next game. because. Yeah. Fun spot, the whole third floor is, they call it their arcade museum, and it's just right. where all the old games are. Now, on the second floor, you know, that's where skee-ball and the ticket games, that's where all the kids are. So nobody yep. comes up to the third floor. It's all old farts like us, <laughs> you know, who in a world where $20 on tokens, pff, that's nothing. And older farts, because there was some old lady that spent like a good hour up there, like checking the machines to see if like stray tokens had been discarded and not remembered. I don't know what she was planning to do with them. <laughs> well, we've never been to the bingo hall on the other side of the <laughs> parking lot. For all we know, it's tokens. Do it. It, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> I was tempted to just throw a handful and just video her <laughs> going around like a like an angry bird trying to pick them up. But yeah, we, we do this every six months. And there's a hotel that we normally stay at that has good Wi-Fi. And this wound up being a last-minute trip. We weren't going to do it. And then a couple days ahead of time, we finally said all right fuck it it turns out we both have the time to do it and we've got the money so we stayed in this other hotel and we researched it it's yeah. that the hotel has wi-fi so yep. okay great we'll bring up all the audio equipment all the stuff that we brought to san diego the portable mixer and we'll just do a show and we'll upload it on sunday and we'll head back home on monday yeah so so we we get to this hotel and they do in fact have wi-fi uh <laughs> in the lobby well, do you, do you want to back up and, and discuss the travail of the, the hotel itself when we got there? Oh, well, <laughs> all right, we'll get to that in a second. So all right, we'll get to it now. Fuck it. So we get to the hotel, and again, we've never been there. We found it online. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's near a lake. It's it, it What it clearly is is a couple, three blocks of vacation condos right. built in the 80s that somebody went in and bought them up once people realized timeshares are a shit deal and yep. we can't do anything with these. And they've turned it into a hotel, which is fine. So With a furnished kitchenette and the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. It's, yep. it's a very nice place to stay as long as you don't want to talk with the civilized fucking world over the <laughs> internet. Yeah. So, yeah, it turns out there's Wi-Fi in the lobby. Okay, that's fine. So they they give us our room in the next building over. And even then, we're realizing there's no Wi-Fi here. So it's like, all right, we'll, we'll do the show and uh, just walk the laptop over yeah. to the lobby and upload it. But we get into the room and the bed's not made. The bed's not made. The towels are all over the floor. And I opened up the drawer of the bureau in the bedroom, and there's a Gideon Bible and a wadded up mass of paper towels. (laughs) (laughs) I hear about that revelations. It gets me excited. That was actually all I could think of. I'm like, somebody who was really excited about Exodus. Because growing up on the farm, you tell me there's four horsemen? (laughs) I can barely hold my passion. Yeah. (laughs) Just, Just tuck death's hind legs in the front of your boots so he can't get away. And now we really are going to hell. Thanks. So <laughs> I, I like the fair skin, and death's a pale horse. Oh, God. <laughs> but 
so yeah, yeah, the unmade bed has fucking black hairs all oh, over yeah, it. Oh yeah, and, and lint. It was oh. yeah, and it's uh, we don't complain by nature, so we we unpack everything and head to the lobby. Going, just could you give us some sheets and some towels? towels. I'll make the bed myself. And, We've been on the road for two hours, please. Yeah, and <laughs> and I, I give the person uh, working the desk credit. She wouldn't hear of it. Uh, she upgraded us to a room down the street, looking over Lake Winnipesaukee. Uh, bigger two-bedroom setup. It was a very nice room, but yeah. now we're that much further away from the lobby, from any kind of connectivity. Because <laughs> that, yeah, that building didn't have Wi-Fi either. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's, it won't be so bad. We'll set up our cell phones as a as a hotspot. Let's take a look. Uh, yeah, one G internet. That should really. <laughs> dump a 60 megabyte file yeah it it was so bad like i would try to go on like yahoo mail and like it it would just time out no no this is not happening yeah it would it was it was like that state farm ad just (laughs) dangling an internet on a fishing line (laughs) i got you g Ooh, almost got it so but we're still thinking okay fine we got there on saturday on sunday we'll go to the arcade then we'll Come back, and since there's a kitchenette, we'll make dinner. And yeah. after dinner, we'll do the show, and we'll go over to the, the lobby. So we get back at a very reasonable time, like 4, 4.30. Yep. And, we did. You know, get everything together and make ourselves dinner and grab a beer. And it's like, okay, well, why don't we set everything up? But let me just check the book to make sure. Oh, the lobby closes at 6 when it's the off season. <laughs> so, all right, maybe we could still do the show, and I can huddle against the front door with a laptop <laughs> like a savage pervert. Should have like driven back to Fun Spot. They had free Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, but even they don't have good free Wi-Fi. That's true. And uh, yeah, let me sit there amongst the children with a laptop feverishly <laughs> typing. <laughs> be in jail still. But <laughs> so So yeah, and then I was all right, well, but we'll do the show Monday when we get back. So we take off at what we think is a reasonable time because it did not take us long to get up there. It's like a two-hour drive. Yeah. But, yeah, in New England in October, there's a whole group of people, most older than us, who they call them leaf peepers. Yeah. I call them fuck sticks. I call them a lot of things on the road home because what they do is on a long weekend, they go up to New Hampshire and Vermont on the one road that leads that way and look at dying leaves and they drive very slowly i think is the takeaway uh, there there are thousands of them and yeah they can't operate a motor vehicle they are obstacles to travel success yeah so <laughs> by the time it would take us three and a half almost four almost hours four to hours. get home it was awful it was I, I can't talk about comic books i don't think i could articulate my needs <laughs> for pizza to a pizza delivery place yeah so then it was like, all right, fine, last ditch, we'll do one Tuesday, and then, believe it or not, this podcast don't pay our bills, uh, we have day jobs, and mine blew up in a spectacular way on Tuesday, so, yeah, we just sort of reached the point, uh, okay, we'll we'll pack it in, and we'll talk about some stuff on Sunday, Yeah, and we will deal with our fear and shame and decrepitude at that point. I like to think I got a good blog post out of it, though. Was- yeah, I mean, that's the thing, I, I don't know where you know you're you're finding this show to listen to but our home website is crisis on infinite midlives.com and, and it's got its own rss feed for posts so if something comes up or god forbid we ever do something special or find a way to 
finally clear this room out and so, <laughs> so we have guests and you can ask questions. It's a good place to just check into now and again just to see what's going on. Yes. Because, yeah, if you were looking at that, you'd know that we suck and all our planning <laughs> came to nothing. The best laid plans of mice and men. Getting actively, I don't know. <laughs> I had plans for laid, but that Bible and tissue really took <laughs> the, took the urge away. So, yeah, and that in its own way, it may be for the best because yeah, we weren't at, couldn't be at New York Comic Con, right? Yeah, someday we'll get there. Someday, but although it sounds like this time, like even if you got there, you weren't going to really be able to move around a heck of a lot. Well, yeah, from <laughs> from what I read this week, attendance is now bigger than San Diego. Yeah. And I didn't think that was possible. But Oh, it's possible because they don't have the same cap on attendance that San Diego does. The reason why San Diego had 130,000 people was because it was capped at 130,000. Whereas in New York, they don't give a fuck if you die in a fire. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Boston. Fuck New York. <laughs> I swear to God that's half the reason we don't go. I don't like New York. You really don't. You get very angry I in don't, New York. I don't do well. It's just... You drink an order of magnitude more. Because I, I need it to deal with the rage, and yeah, then I need food, and all you can get are dirty water hot dogs. And yeah. in Boston, you can get a sausage sandwich. The biggest betrayal of your life was when we came back drunkenly from a, a concert at the, the Knitting Factory to our hotel in Koreatown. And you saw a cart that was labeled Sausage Cart, and you discovered that a sausage from one of those carts in New York is not like a sausage that you would get in Faneuil Hall or outside of Fenway on Lansdowne, like a real sausage. No, it's just a flaccid, floppy, oversized hot dog, and I thought you were going to lose your shit. Oh, my God, because <laughs> it's a filthy, dirty fucking lie, and I won't have it in my life. You, know, you walk drunk out of Faneuil Hall in Boston, there's six people. There are Lansdowne Street you know, with spicy, hot Italian sausage, so spiced you can't taste the rat feces or the mafia finks that might be ground up in it. We and, were within walking distances of five, at least five Korean fried chicken places, but you had to have sausage. Do you think I was in any condition to enter a place and receive service? Even in New York, I could barely say sausage. It's New York City. They're used to seeing far more bizarre. Yeah, but I was I was already agitated and truculent. It was just... It's New York City. Yeah, fuck New York City. <laughs> So that's half the reason we don't go. And plus, you know, by the time it rolls around, we're still, we just finished paying off going to San it's Diego true. for Comic-Con. And it's you know, not being summertime, it's tougher to get time off. So you know, maybe someday we'll go for Saturday and Sunday. Because I do hear good things about the convention. Yes. If they could plunk it out of Manhattan and drop it. In Hoboken? All, <laughs> Albany. <laughs> I don't care. Just don't make me... The Meadowlands. Don't make me sit on the, <laughs> the Fungwa death bus for four hours to get there. Then you know. Oh please, we we'll get there. We'll walk the floor. We'll get a good night's rest amongst the bed bugs. Get a dirty water sausage and not even air quotes. It's <laughs> what's the punctuation for rank sarcasm? Just yeah, sausage moron. I don't know. I, I tend to view that with. Um... Like a, a a slash and sarcasm next to it. Just <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring slash into the, the sausage. <laughs> picture some demented, like demented pervert clown. Just slash sausage. Just picture. hanging into the dirty water. <laughs> Going, ah! 
Um, they probably do. I mean, it's, <laughs> you're not telling any stories. It that... is, <laughs> it's some filthy wino who's scored himself an Elmo costume <laughs> to try to score tourist pictures for three bucks a whack. <clears throat> Finally gets his meth. <laughs> Check out my gray papaya. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look, it, it's ingrained. I'm I'm from Boston. I, I can't like New York. It's okay. So we'll we'll get there someday because, <laughs> believe it or not, with all the sausage fucking jokes, in theory we do journalism of a sort. In theory, <laughs> I suppose we have to go at some point because it, it, at this point it is big enough. I, I feel bad every time we don't go because there is big news that comes out of it. That I got. I'm just going to talk about it briefly just because all I know at this point is who's doing the covers and the title. Yes. But Archie versus Predator. That sounds so awesome. I can't even. Yeah. With Francesco Francavia, he at least did the teaser image. I think he's doing the covers on it. Just an image of Francavia's Archie from Afterlife with Archie with the three lasers on his shoulder. (laughs) It's like, okay, you've already got me buying Sabrina the Teenage Witch in Afterlife with Archie. I never thought I'd reach a point in my life where I'm like, oh, good, another Archie book. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, there, and, you there was, and many other people. There was a stretch in my life where I'm like, they're still making Archie books? <laughs> Who's reading those? <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I mean, the the big news, one of the big pieces of news, because it sort of leads into how the Marvel potentially leads. Look, we'll find a way to connect it. We got it all figured out. <laughs> But how it connects to the the Marvel Studios movies is uh, it, w- it was announced I think on the first day of New York Comic Con uh, Marvel is doing another Secret Wars. Um, this one's being written by Jonathan Hickman, who's been doing Avengers for the last year, year and a half. Yep. Drawn by I'll never pronounce it right, Isad Ribic. Sounds right. But uh, yeah, all we really know is uh, that it's going to come in sometime next year probably in the spring because uh what avengers and new avengers are doing right now is they've jumped uh, at this point seven months into the future showing sort of the aftermath of it turns out what this is right um so yeah there's sort of hints about how it's going to end up over the last couple issues of new avengers and avengers uh other than that the only thing we know is marvel released a teaser image uh, painted (laughs) by alex ross uh of everybody it's basically everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody yeah. And, and their mom. And, yeah, uh, and on the, the show notes, that's probably going to be the thumbnail at the top that you can click through to actually look at. But, yeah, yeah, it's various versions of various characters from various Marvel universes all just tuning each other up. Yeah, I guess so my question is, you know, are these all 616 or are they getting pulled from other... Well, I mean, they can't, they can't be because one of the primary figures is Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man okay, from yeah. the Ultimate Universe. Right. One thing I found interesting I is uh, I looked relatively closely at the biggest magnification I could get, and that's the only Spider-Man I could see. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, looking at it, I, I did some counting. I saw at least five different Iron Men, yep. uh, three Captain Americas plus American Dream. Uh, there were at least... Two male and one female Thor, and I think Thunderstrike was at the bottom right. But there was at least it was a dude in a ponytail, yeah. And there was something going on, so I couldn't see if he was uh, carrying a hammer. See a couple um, of wasps. At least two wasps. 
I saw the Silver Age Captain Marvel. I wasn't sure I was able to see the modern Captain Marvel. Hmm. Um, there was Doctor Zero from the Shadowline universe, and I think Saint George from the Shadowline yes. universe yep. is uh, toward the bottom. Yep. Um, Fighting somebody with what appears to be—they seem to be some sort of Egyptian something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as I've been going through my collection, I had uh, they. D.G. Chichester wrote a Shadowline Prestige format miniseries hmm. that I picked up somewhere along the line, and I don't think I read it. And it was one that as I was going through bags and boards, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I remember getting like the first couple Dr. Zeros when I was a kid. Uh, let me take a look. I couldn't read it. It was a fucking mess. So the Shadowline stuff, uh, I always kind of like Dr. Zero. Let's bring him back. But I have no idea what's been going on with him. There's like three wasps, and one of them is wearing the Ant-Man helmet. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and uh, I saw two Daredevils. One of them I didn't recognize. One looked like the 1602 Daredevil. Yeah. So, I mean, we've clearly got stuff from various ages of Marvel, various universes. And Marvel has really been playing up the multiverse angle recently, not just with Avengers and New Avengers, with the incursing, is that a word? Sure, it is now. The uh, <laughs> invading, the filth. Encroaching. Encroaching, that's a good word. Look at me with my words. <laughs> it's good. Knowing stuff. It's good to have words. Look, I haven't had any beer yet. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, universes they've been dealing with, but with Spider-Verse and Edge of Spider-Verse, yeah. I mean, every week for the last five weeks, there's been a new Edge of Spider-Verse with a new version of Spider-Man from, they're just chucking numbers at the universes. This yeah. is Earth 90210. <laughs> oh, God. Earth 5150. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they they got a new Spider-Man, but you know, he's, he's got a different singing. At, I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> that was a failed Van Halen joke. You write that one down. But... <laughs> Failed Van Halen joke. Okay, that's a possible <laughs> title. Is it the version of Earth that's fronted by the former singer for for Extreme? <laughs> if it is, nobody lives there and nobody <laughs> wants to go there. It's I on think the, on the country f- festival. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Do you smell burning toast? Are you okay? Can I get you anything? Weasels. I'm covered in weasels. Get you atropine. <laughs> The nerve gas attack. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, with this image, with all this stuff going on in Edge of Multiverse, with the multiple new universes that are constantly being seen for the last year or so, particularly in New Avengers, I mean, this is crisis. Yes. Somebody's going to have to convince me this is not crisis, only crisis... Probably minus the benefit of we're rebooting everything at the end of it so it actually fucking means something. Because Marvel doesn't reboot. No. <laughs> they don't reboot. They eat dirty water sausages and boot, but then so do most of us who eat those. <laughs> do so, they even do that that much anymore? Didn't most of them move out to the West Coast? No, that's DC. DC is doing, doing the West oh, Coast okay. move. That might be going on now. Might be going on now. But... I don't know. They don't call. They don't write. Because they don't listen. I'd say it's like they don't love us. Yeah. (laughs) But, so, I mean, yeah, we've had all these other uh, universes. We don't see the Beyonder in this. No. um, But it would be wicked easy to drop him in and just say Beyonder equals the monitor. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, we see stuff coming up seven months in the future. I went back and looked at the last couple issues in the latest new Avengers. We've got shield working out of Avengers tower, hunting, hunting down the Illuminati mm-hmm. you know, who's on the run and hiding, which feels a lot like civil war. Yes. We'll get back to civil war in a little bit. Um, and yeah, in the Avengers, we've got some of the heavy hitters like Thor and Hyperion apparently working with AIM, and they've got some device that'll shoot them halfway across the multiverse to take on the Great Destroyer. Yes. Who, I don't know. If, if Destroys they, things? If they want to go full DC, it'll be Grant Morrison <laughs> dropped <laughs> into the book. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, does, it really, it just seems like crisis and i'm not sure it's a good idea just because crisis felt like it meant something because you knew at the end of it nothing was ever going to be the same i think i see old captain marvel and new captain marvel yeah i do and then i see um carol still as a ms marvel-esque type character next to to that okay so i mean uh, yeah and a black panther who's actually a black panther yeah, I don't know what that's from off the top of my <laughs> head, but so yeah, it, it, this makes it really look like it, it's not just potentially multiversal, but maybe through time. Although it'd be really easy to say, oh, this multiverse is going on in 1938. This one's going on yeah. in the Silver Age. You know, time has progressed differently, or, or whatever the hell they want to do. It's hard to know. I mean, we won't know until they do it. But it's like anything else. Like, okay, yay, another event. <laughs> well. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Although I, I saw stuff, I, I've read articles from uh, interviews with Tom Brevoort saying this is big enough. I don't know how we're ever going to top it. This is the biggest thing we've done in thirty years. So I mean, clearly they have big plans for it. it, it at least they're hoping it has a big impact. But it it just it really it, it really feels like a crisis, and I'm not sure it can work because again with crisis. You knew that everything that was happening was for keeps. Right. Because when it was all over, everything was going to be different. Well, I wonder if this is how, you know, with all of the various cast changes, you know, we've got a female Thor right now. We've got a bunch of different spiders, Spider-Men running around because of Edge of the Spider-Verse. You've got new Captain America. You've got Wolverine dying, dead, whatever. If you do something here where at the end of it, the the version of the character that you want to go forward with is the last one standing, this is how you reset the board. Well, yeah, this this will get them out of anything they feel they need to get out of. Yeah. Which is potentially fine because I, I think we all know Wolverine ain't staying dead. Thor's going to be Thor at least before the next Avengers movie comes out. And I've already figured out how they how they fixed the death of Wolverine, but we'll talk about that book We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that <laughs> book in a little while, but that I'm curious to hear. We haven't <laughs> talked about that. But uh, So yeah, it, it'll get them out of a lot of stuff. Um, it, it could very easily integrate the pieces of the Ultimate Universe, because, I mean, at this point, what Ultimate books are even going on? There's... Ultimate Spider-Man, there's the Ultimates. Off the top of my head, at least those are the only ones I'm getting. Yeah, I'm sure there might be other ones, but I can't think of them right now because I stopped reading them. Oh, there was Ultimate X-Men. 
Ultimate X-Men, that, that stopped a while ago. Okay, then, yeah. Actually, no, no I'm thinking of the original Ultimate X-Men. There may still be an Ultimate X-Men, yeah. but that's on your poll, so I always forget. If it's no, there it wasn't. Not. I was getting it just sort of like on a on a month-to-month basis until I decided that I was sort of done with it. Uh, look, after Ultimatum, the Ultimate Universe has not really Recovered. been... It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People try stuff, and Ultimate Spider-Man's always been good, but... Right. You know, they've... The rumor every year has been, no, oh, this is the end of the Ultimate Universe. This could finally let them do it. Yep. Yeah. But if they want to go in a crisis viewpoint, they've really only been hyping the concept of a Marvel multiverse that is valid and a vital part of Marvel storytelling since Hickman took over the Avengers titles. Right. And even then, it's just been sort of an Earth at a time. We've seen one or two interesting ones. Yeah. A lot of them have just sort of been pushed away you know, out of hand, forcing a multiverse to create a crisis is not going to have anywhere near the impact that the actual crisis on infinite Earths had, where Earth 2 had been around since the Silver Silver Age, yeah. and Earth S had been around since uh, they brought back Captain Marvel in the 70s. Right. You know, these were long-established... Earth Prime. <laughs> yeah. Well, Earth Prime was a way to get Superboy in. Yep. But... But they were long-established universes with long-known characters, you know. Doing this lets them bring in Thor from the past via some other multiverse. And look, his hammer still works. Yeah. Oh, and the, yeah, there's one other one back there with a bigger hammer. <laughs> <laughs> he he looks like he might possibly be from the Ultimate Universe. So he could be like the Thorbot. That's possible. Is Thor still alive in the Ultimate Universe? I don't know. Because, yeah, the Thorbot you're thinking of was from Civil War. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how this is going to have an impact. Uh, you know, with Edge of Spider-Verse, yeah, we'll just keep coming up with new alternate universes with interesting one-off takes on Spider-Man. You know, this week's uh, that uh, Gerard Way, Way uh, wrote it was interesting. You know, Spider-Man is sort of a half mech. Yeah. That uh, was interesting, but I got nothing invested in him. <laughs> or, or her, rather. The, the Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman was really cool. That's and supposed it, to be getting its own book, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, believe me, that one I'm not sending to storage. <laughs> so. But, uh, it, but it feels cool almost in... It almost has to feel cool because it's Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy has been around forever. This is okay. This is an alternate Gwen Stacy who gets the power. So it's sort of a shortcut, right, to get some feeling around that particular, that one particular new version of Spider-Man. You know, do I give a shit what happens to the third wasp on the left with the Ant-Man hat helmet? Third wasp on the left coming to theaters soon. <laughs> so yeah. No matter what, I don't think it can have the emotional impact that Crisis did, even as it's sort of being shoehorned into that same model. I could be utterly wrong. You know, we're going based on one image of everybody fighting each other. The actual story, yeah. let's be fair, may not be anything like this, but this is the only information we've got. Yeah, well, the one interesting thing is you've got the the new and improved uh, superior Iron Man, who's supposed to be like, Tony as Uber douche model versus older Iron Man. Is there such a thing as a douche model? How sure, does, why not? How does one? Uh, how uh, you, you need to have you know 
one model so that you can create the douches, right? And then No, I meant a model for douches. Is there a douche supermodel? Oh, I'm sure there's tons of douche supermodels. <laughs> I, I don't really travel in those circles, but I mean... All you got to do is smash your hand on the keyboard like three times. <laughs> Put a dot .com, you, you'll find what what you were never looking for, including probably douche supermodels. I mean, I think they all work for Abercrombie and Finch, right? No, th- those are all just douches. That's a little bit different. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, it's the the douche version of, of Iron Man. <laughs> But there's also, you know, he seems to be shooting at the uh, less douchey Silver Age version. Who, right over his left shoulder, is looks like the Mark One Iron Man. There's two or three more Iron Men to the top right of the thing. Yeah. The one thing this image is not lacking is fucking people in armor. I think I'm seeing Magneto in here too. That's possible. Half the fr- if it go go all the way to the top right. Right. Keep scrolling. Hold on. All the way, the very top right. That that's Obnoxio the Clown (laughs) from a crazy magazine, which which was Marvel's version of Mad Magazine until like the early 1980s. Hmm. So everybody is in this fucking thing except for Bushman, and he's probably just being obscured by one of Iron Man's blasts. Wait, the 1602 Daredevil is in this. Yeah, no, I said that. I know you did, but now that I'm saying it out loud. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they're pulling out all the stops. It seems like Edge of Spider-Verse the, and Spider-Verse coming up was sort of a precursor to this. Yeah. You know, it's got to tie in in some way. You know, whether Moreland, as he goes around trying to eat Spider-Men, <laughs> is, if it's because he sees some kind of crisis or something on the forefront where these guys are going to all be dead, I don't know. Maybe. But, so yeah, I'm not sure, based on the information we have, it could possibly have the emotional impact of the original Crisis. Yeah, certainly, almost anything could have the emotional impact of Final Crisis. Duh. But <laughs> I think I could drop a box of eggs on the kitchen floor and have more impact Yeah. than the end of Final Crisis. But the other thing is, Jonathan Hickman putting this together it makes me very nervous yeah because well we know one thing reed richards will be a dick (laughs) (laughs) he jonathan hickman has made reed richards a class a cock over and over again since he originally took over um to the point i because i was taking notes on it it's like He even made Reed Richards into an honest-to-Christ Nazi in Fantastic Four 605.1. It's true. So, so yes, Reed Richards, this is going to be his fault. <laughs> he might cackle. Yeah. It's hard to say, but probably. Probably. But no, Hickman, one of the things he's really good at, and I give him a lot of credit for it, although it's the execution I have a problem with, is he does one hell of a big idea intricate plot with a ton of moving parts and things happen and when they happen there are repercussions which lead Mm -hmm. to other things and you know with huge scales the problem is he tends to do that and then the characters get a short shrift yes 
I found when Hickman does smaller scale stories, like there are some individual issues of Avengers where it's I'm just focusing on a few people and a story that just happens in this issue. He does great. You know, the characters feel real. They feel like actual people. The bigger the story, the more the characters are just cogs to move yeah. the Rube Goldberg device of this really cool, intricate plot. Yeah, here's the story beat. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, and somebody needs to be there, and a thing needs to happen, and that thing will happen, and that character will do what the character needs to do to get to the next point. But then... To me, it feels, and I've said this a million times, very bloodless. Yes. There are things that are happening, and there are people making big speeches, and there's big ideas going on, but ultimately, I don't care about the people. Right. You know, from a plot standpoint, I remember being very impressed with Infinity, the first big event that he did for Marvel. Moments I can remember from that, almost none. Yeah. I mean, it just... It's like, wow, this happened and this happened and, oh, this battle was lost and it looks like Captain Marvel might be killed and Captain America's on the ropes and, oh, nifty stuff happens and then there's just stuff that wins. Yeah. So, and that's not necessarily what was cool about Crisis was it was just as big and intricate a plot, one that doesn't necessarily hold up all that well. Yeah. But... Which would not be a problem with whatever Hickman has going on for Secret Wars. That plot's going to be fucking tight. <laughs> but the cool thing about Crisis was every character got sort of a moment. Yeah. Every character got their, yep, I'm here and this is the way I am and I'm trying to be a hero whether it works or not. It, it, it felt like everybody got sort of a nifty little, okay, everything's going to be different, so here's your moment and thank you for everything and goodbye. Right. Whereas... In Infinity, Captain America needed to get his ass kicked, so he got his ass kicked, and then he moved on. Right. And I've, I've seen a lot of this stuff in Hickman's Avengers runs. Yeah. I think he's been more effective for me on New Avengers because it's a small group of protagonists, and it continues to follow them, so at least everybody gets some focus. But even there, in, in Avengers, the most emotional moment I can remember from like the last six or eight months was Captain America remembering that uh, the rest of the Illuminati erased his memory and it, it, the action rose throughout the issue and he went to confront Tony Stark and made his accusations and made his point and Stark said, what happens now? And Captain America says, this is the part where I beat you bloody. And then everybody traveled through time so we could see the future. It just wasn't fucking resolved. <laughs> and no, Captain America earned his character moment. Let him, let him, let have him it. kick his ass. <laughs> we all want to see Tony get his ass kicked. <laughs> At this point, yeah, he's back to Civil War dickitude. We, this... General douchebaggery. General douchebaggery. <laughs> How come all, our, all the titles we, we come up with, half of them have douche in it? We can't do it. We'll get us kicked off iTunes. I don't know. But Douches. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, now we're looking at, you know, we've got a Hyperion in Avengers that is sort of the Hyperion from Straczynski's Squadron Supreme. Definitely not the Hyperion from Mark Gruenwald's, Ooh. you know, classic, if dated, Squadron Supreme. Uh, you know, it, we're going to get new versions, different versions of characters, and I'm just, uh, I'm concerned we're going to have a huge plot like we had with Infinity and we had with the first eight or ten issues of Avengers when Hickman had it that just sort of... 
seeing yeah. Loki in here too. Well, of course they're going to have Loki. Jesus. No, I'm not seeing Doctor Who? Strange. Okay. I'm just, uh, there's going to be a ton that we just don't see. Let's face it, this is a hype image, not yeah. I don't think the cover from the first issue. And a teeny tiny Hulk. <laughs> Was there a Hulk? I yeah. don't remember seeing a Hulk at On all. the left. Actually, no. I, I saw Hulkling from oh, Young Avengers. Hulk? Oh, okay. Yeah, is that the blonde one? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's Hulkling from Young Avengers. Ah! Oh, you broke it. You broke the internet. This is why I can't have nice things. See? The, the, <laughs> the hotel had internet all along. They just knew you would ruin it. <laughs> I'm a, a ruiner. ruiner. <laughs> you are a ruiner. <laughs> but I'm a ruiner. That's <laughs> We both said it. So... I mean, I don't know. What do you think this this could turn into? I mean, it based. I don't, I don't see it doing much of anything other than resetting characters so that they can streamline and move on. I mean, you think it's that simple? Just sort of the final out. Yeah, because they've already sort of fucked with time by allowing Bendis to bring back baby X Men, and so he could, you know, play with Jean Grey. <laughs> I want to play with Jean Grey in the sandbox. <laughs> So this just gives everybody an excuse. All right, all right, which idealized version of the character are we going to use going forward? Because we've got multiple versions out there. We need to be able to clean house and and streamline storylines going forward, streamline the number of characters we have going forward. This gives us an excuse to bring back young Steve Rogers. <clears throat> yeah, uh, which are all changes that, if they're smart, they should really have in place, whether they do it this way or not, by next May when Avengers comes out. Well, it also leads into the possibility that they're saying right now that the events of Captain America 3 are going to play into um, the the use of the Civil War stories um, from the 2007 six, six um, run that was by Mark Miller. Millar. It is return on calls, <laughs> so. So, if they're going to go that route in the movies, then they need to have characters that are roughly equivalent, so that when people come into the store, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got them there ready All right. to go. <laughs> we, and, and we'll talk about that in, in a minute. Um, one thing just occurred to me looking at it. Maybe that's not Miles Morales because one of the big moments from the original Secret War was Spider-Man got his symbiote costume. That's right. So. Well, I mean, it's it's black and red. It's not black and white. Well, the, Miles Morales is, is black and red. Yeah, that's why I say you. I think it's Miles Morales. Well, and that was my initial thought too, because <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I haven't read any of the Secret Wars stuff probably since I was a kid. Because mm. I mean, even then, the most exciting thing about it to me was, oh, now we're getting actual good action figures, so I can play with them. Because I was. Was that eighty four? So I'd yeah. have been like twelve or thirteen. I think the thing that baffles me is you're going to go ahead and have a Secret Wars thing without Nick Fury. Well, no, <laughs> you're you're thinking of Bendis's Secret War. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Nick Fury wasn't a part of, or if he was, he wasn't a huge part of the original Secret okay. Wars. The original Secret Wars was the the Beyonder grabbed yeah. everyone you know, to battle on some battle world, or some might have been called Battle World. Okay. Again, it's it's notable for being one of the first really big crossovers. I think the first one ever was Contest of Champions, which was also terrible. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, the the big thing it was the big thing I remember it for was Spider Man got his his costume. Okay, 
So that's why I'm thinking that that might be a nod toward it. Well, it could be. Because it was certainly, I don't even think there were any crossover issues with it. It just took place during the issues of Secret Wars, and then everyone came home. Yeah. So. That's that's a good point. So yeah, what are you looking up there? Well, I just, I, I typed in Contest of Champions Marvel, and the first thing that came up was Newsarama is talking about 10 events Marvel could revive after Secret Wars. <laughs> I don't know, continuity, um, <laughs> non-editorial driven stories like Death of Wolverine. Um, uh. <laughs> but So yeah, you might be right. It, it might just be that goddamn simple that it's, okay, here's our out to put everything back to normal. Although they're certainly not selling it that way. No. I mean, the one other thing they're... Well, why would they, though? Because then that makes it seem like a much, so much more cynical. <laughs> well, yeah, and speaking of cynical, I suppose we can move on from this. The other thing Marvel did this week was release a bunch of teaser images yes. for what looks like relaunches, reexaminations, reboots, re-somethings of some classic storylines. Yes. There's years of future past with... Mm-hmm. Old school Shadowcat, Kitty Pride, right up front. Yep. Um, Planet Hulk, except this, the, the image from that looks like there's about 56 Hulks <laughs> just playing prison shower slap and tickle of some sort. <laughs> prison shower slap and tickle, that's a possibility <laughs> for a title. Um, uh, what else was there? Um, uh, Civil War. There was Civil War. I wanted to get to that last, but oh, damn it. Did I, did I save it on the computer here? Uh, if I did, it certainly wasn't there. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, Age of Ultron yep. versus Marvel Zombies. Uh, Armor Wars. Um, and Armor Wars actually, yeah, it's got even has the Silver Centurion armor. It looks like a bunch of Iron Man suits fighting. Yep. Although, realistically, the original Armor Wars was the Silver Centurion against all these armored supervillains that had Tony Stark's tech. But And, and yeah, Civil War. So it looks like they're going to use Secret Wars as a way to either reboot or retell or resell or re-something. Yeah. All these retread. old... Retread. I think the word we want here is retread. <laughs> yeah. But all, all we have are these images. We don't know what they mean. Right. So yeah, the one we locked onto was Civil War because, it, like you said, it came concurrently with the announcement that uh, Robert Downey Jr. looks like he's going to have a big part in Captain America 3. And yes. part of the reasoning is... To play into a Civil War storyline for Avengers 3. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense for Marvel Studios for a few reasons. And, and the first reason being it flat out can clear the deck on some of these actors because yeah. there are various changes that happen during, after Civil War. Uh the biggest one, Captain America gets killed and it puts Bucky in the suit. Yeah. So if Chris Evans wants to move on to direct or, or whatever. Yes. You know, you could certainly do that. Thor got killed just before Civil War. That's right. Because, yeah, there was clone Thor. Clore the android. <laughs> Clore. You know, yeah, he showed up. So I, I did some research. Chris Hemsworth has three Marvel movies left on his contract after Avengers 2. Okay. So you could kill him in Thor 3, force him to be Clor. Clor. 
I didn't come up with chlor. I know, <laughs> just what I know. It's just, it. it's chlor. It, it sounds like something that you say after you eat a dirty water <laughs> sausage. That's uh, your sausage, chlor. <laughs> Want to get Korean? Chlor. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, he could be chlor in <laughs> Avengers 3 and for Thor 4 or something else. Even, you know, you could have him come back the way he did in the comics and hand off to Thunderstrike. Yeah. That's probably the most obvious because... I mean, if you want Beta Ray Bill, I'm I'm not sure that what's her face from Sex and the City is available. She's the only <laughs> horse faced actress I can think of. Oh. Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, but oh, um, yeah, Black Goliath gets killed. So if Ant Man tanks or sucks or blows, just turn Ant Man into Giant Man and have Clor whack him, throw him the hammer. That's not a <laughs> euphemism. That's literally what happened. It is literally what happened. Yes. Um, I mean, Hulk gets shot to Planet Hulk before Civil War because he was not part of Civil War. Right. But, uh... God, you know, if they were going to do a series of movies, why why can't it be Planet Hulk? (laughs) It's, if I were to hazard a guess, because Bruce Banner shows up once in that. Yeah. So you'd be asking Mark Ruffalo to, yeah, you can be an actor, but you got to Andy Circus it up. You're just going to be motion captured for the whole thing. Yeah. But he has intellect in that one. It's not like he's wandering around, wandering around just going, yeah, but smash. Wasn't, but wasn't Lou Ferrigno the one who said puny god? So he's not even going to do his own voice. He just shows up and puts on a, a motion capture, <laughs> puts on a motion capture body condom. And <laughs> the contract says you wear the body condom, Mark. I know you Dangle got, those ping pong balls. Dangle them. Take your Academy Award nominations and put them over there. You're going to put on the fucking rubber suit. <laughs> so that's it. It may still happen. They'd have to write a lot more banner, yeah. at least let him do his own voice in it. But, you know, plus Mark Ruffalo, again, did some research. After Avengers 2, he's got five more movies under his belt. So there's no reason to okay. do anything in a hurry to get rid of him. Um, Most importantly, Iron Man is the fucking bad guy. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can do with that if, you know, because the other rumor that came out this week was that Robert Downey Jr. pushed for a bigger part in Captain America 3 to get a bigger payday. Yeah. And Marvel's head, Ike, Ike Perlmutter, <laughs> shit in his pants and tried to write him out of it completely because he didn't want to spend that kind of money. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, you could have Tony be the bad guy. You could change the ending of the original Civil War, have Cap win and take him into custody. Or you could have Iron Man go out in a blaze of of glory you know, and, and contrition and throw Rhodey into the suit. Because I think mm. uh, Don Cheadle has a bunch more movies on his contract, certainly okay. more than, than Downey, who I think is at this point doing it movie by movie. Um, so, I mean, it's a good way for Marvel to set up legitimate reasons to swap actors in and out. However, they also are going to have to f- come up with other heroes that um, would need to be registered as par- part of the Superhero Registration Act. Well, yes, because, yes, uh, I was going to get to, here's why it's a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> um, number one, nobody has a secret identity yet. Yeah, nobody has a secret identity. identity. S.H.I.E.L.D. knows who they all are, so it's not like you need to register. They They know who everybody is. Plus, they all already fucking work for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I mean, there would... <laughs> or Hydra. There are some that work for Hydra. So this is where I wonder, like, how much they will be tying 
more into the television properties they're developing. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Right now, S.H.I.E.L.D. is Agent Coulson and some <laughs> some TV pretty low-scale actors working. And a ragtag uh, crew of yeah, TV actors. Yeah, working out of a <laughs> van down by the river or some fucking thing. No, 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 they they hijacked a Quinjet. They have a Quinjet. A Quinjet? And down a, by the river. I live in a Quinjet <laughs> down by the river. Oh, forgot to turn the phone off. That's all right. Everybody just ignore that. Yeah, let's ignore that. Now it's what, already answering. It's fine. Now, what they have set up, is uh, Glenn Talbot on the show. Yes. As being at odds with S.H.I.E.L.D. So they could set him up as being the registrar and demand that heroes work for him. So that could not only be the catalyst, but it would put Adrian Pastar into the hospital for dehydration due to constant <laughs> explosive ejaculation <laughs> to try to get a piece of this Marvel fucking money. Yeah. But Good for Mrs. Natalie Maines, or Dr. Mr. <laughs> Dr. Monsignor Natalie Mays. Natalie Mays. <laughs> She's accomplished. I had no idea. But, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there was a certain amount of ambiguity with government work that Cap showed at the end of Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know, that could certainly continue through Avengers 2. Um, well, and also, as far as the movies are concerned, Nick Fury is now working dark somewhere. Yeah. So that makes me wonder, you know, how he might potentially play into something that turns into a Civil War storyline. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, in theory, could land on one side or another. Well, if it follows the books, he helps to support Cap. Yes, that's right. So, so yeah, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson has, like, seven more movies under yeah. his contract <laughs> so he can certainly be a part of this as it all goes on but one of the biggest problems and and to be fair we constantly forget you know marvel studios has four series coming out on netflix yep so by the time this all rolls around we'll have at least daredevil luke cage iron fist and jessica jones yep you know, presumably daredevil will not be wandering around going blind lawyer <laughs> <laughs> Jumping off a roof. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> I think they do want to make it better than the movie. <laughs> I stand by the director's cut as being a half-decent flick. but It was. You know, the big flaw that even Mark Wade is not really approaching is the minute you know Daredevil's blind, everybody just communicate through notes. Yeah. <laughs> just hold up a note. Get behind him and shoot him. <laughs> but... So potentially there will be superheroes. I mean, Ant-Man, I don't know if he's going to have a secret identity or not. Don't know. But I mean, the biggest part is Spider-Man was a huge part of Civil War. The, yes. One of the big memorable moments. Arguably the biggest, most memorable moment was... He outed himself. Yeah, Spider-Man unmasking in front of a fucking press conference. You know, are you going to do that with Ant-Man? <laughs> Uh, I don't think anybody'd care. Yeah, you, you'd you'd have to spread Scott a, who? You'd have to spread a wide and far net to find anybody who gives a fuck who yeah. Ant-Man is. We might show up to that press conference. <laughs> really? Everybody gets press credentials? Okay. <laughs> we and, have a podcast. We're, we're journalists. And who's Ant? What? <laughs> who's Ant's unmasking herself? <laughs> so, but th there are rumors and granted these rumors have been going around for a while and one of the big rumors at san diego was you know, one of the big reveals at 
the Marvel Studios panel was going to be, which never happened, uh, th- that they were going to announce that Marvel Studios had reached a deal to use Spider-Man. Right. So it's potentially possible, especially since Amazing Spider-Man 2 didn't do as well as anybody expected at the box office, and uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3 has been pushed off to like 2018 or something. Mm-hmm. Sony might be willing to say, all right, for a guaranteed percentage of the back end on a billion dollar Avengers movie, yeah, why don't you cut us, you know. They might be willing to give it up. <sighs> yeah. I mean, assuming Ike Perlmutter doesn't go into a shrieking hate frenzy over spending a buck to get <laughs> their biggest character back. Take a pill, Ike. But, <laughs> I mean, even even if that happens, how do you bring Spider-Man in? Do you just use Andrew Garfield and say, okay, though Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 were de facto Marvel I think, movies? I think uh, what you do is, if you get if you get the uh, the rights back, is you... Find a place to drop him in in a cameo, either in an end credit or a la Wolverine in um, the X-Men First Class. Just you, you don't need to know more than you, you, you see him, you'll know who he is. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And I... then and then he's in play. So flat out just say, yep, this is a thing that's happening. Yeah. Even if it's not Andrew Garfield, it's just we we hired a guy and he's Spider Man now. Sure, they could do it. They could. I mean, in the last. Well, Andrew Garfield's not getting any younger. I mean, he he did a nice job in those two movies, but yeah. And, <laughs> and in the last twelve years, we've had two Spider Man origin major motion pictures. Right. Certainly, the general public is educated as to who the fuck Spider Man is. Right. All right. So that's you know it's, it's one way to do it. <laughs> I mean. I mean. You get to a certain point, you, how many origin movies do you need? Well, and that's true. I mean, you don't really. Everybody knows, you know. There are two. Does whatever a spider can. Yeah, Everybody there, knows the. There are already two origin movies for Spider-Man in the, within like the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to find some way to drop them in. Because if Iron Man was the first superhero, uh, actually, no, you probably don't. Yeah. At this point, Iron Man was, what, 2008, 2009? Yep. So, yeah, 2008, I think. So, it's been long enough. Yeah, it could have popped up someplace. Could have popped up someplace, and it, an easy way to do it is if you bring Sam Jackson back as underground Nick Fury in a Civil War storyline, and part of what he did, if I remember correctly, was sort of introduce Cap to here. Here are some players that are off the grid that you can use. This, was this in uh, Spider-Man? Civil in, War. What did he do that in Civil War? I just reread Civil War. And... He did it in something, but <laughs> he could do. Here, here are some files on some people you may not be familiar with that I know are off of Stark and Shield's grid. Yeah, that's true. And. Uh, Lo and behold, there is a smiling Peter Parker looking back at you. Or, for the sake of of moving forward, there is a young Miles Morales. Yeah. I wonder if Miles Morales falls under Sony's contract with Marvel. My understanding is any character who falls under the Spider-Man Aegis, which is why they're having difficulty... Um, getting like certain other characters away that would normally be in play. Okay. 
Yeah, I can't imagine Sony would be dumb enough to sign a contract giving them the ability, oh, just come up with another Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be all right. So, so yeah, I suppose it wouldn't be too hard. The easiest way to do it is, you know, if they get the okay to use it, either buy out or rent out Garfield's contract. Yeah. And just say, fine, you're Here doing you it. This. <laughs> yep. And we'll pretend those movies have just sort of been happening. Yeah. That's assuming they can ever come to any kind of deal. I mean, God knows from everything I've heard, and it's become official, they're canceling Fantastic Four. And supposedly the reason is Perlmutter is just as a hair across his ass because he's not going to get any money out of it. Yeah. Out of the movie that's coming out. Gee, if only there were other books that had already been written about the Fantastic Four that go back to like the late 60s. Yeah. So, <laughs> Wherever will they get their story material? That's a bummer because I, I like what... Oh, I can't think of who's writing it. I like the current Fantastic Four. We were talking about this the other day. Paul Cornell. No, it's not no. Paul Cornell. Who is it? Uh, <laughs> I can't think of it. But he did a Golden Age. Uh, which is right over there, but my mic cord is too short for me <laughs> to get up and go look at it. Uh, uh, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But um, Simon Kinberg? No. no. It, it does not matter. Okay. Uh, I've been enjoying it. There have been Earthbound stories, and I, I think it's kind of cool. As much as I like the Fantastic Four as adventurers, uh, you know, out in space, you know, when, when I grew up, let's face it, Galactus came to Earth. The Fantastic Four spent plenty of time in New York being a family, and that's what the most current run is, and I've been enjoying it. But is it James Robinson? Yes, thank you. Okay. James Robinson has been writing. <laughs> oh, all I could think of was Brubaker. Just because of the number of fucking syllables. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, I haven't been drinking, and that's a problem. I know. But, we should remedy that. Well, in about uh, half an hour, maybe. Yes. But the other problem with Marvel taking this route is, again, I, I just reread Civil War. Uh, believe it or not, I actually bought a digital comic because my local comic store was out of copies. So I picked it up <laughs> on my nook to reread it and refamiliarize myself with it. And... uh Civil War kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's uh I liked it at the time until it started to get bloated and not find a way to end. Well, <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was for it to work and it was you know a problem that we talk about with Hickman. Millar definitely had it. It required characters to do things that those characters wouldn't do. You know, it, it required Iron Man to be a government stooge who just follows orders, which particularly as Robert Downey Jr.'s characterization, I don't buy that even for a second. You know, right. ca Captain America had to be willing to endanger the lives of innocent Americans by fighting heroes on the streets. The, number one, Hulk isn't even fucking there because they shot him off into space for Planet Hulk. How do you fit the Hulk into Civil War? You don't. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean... Because uh, in the in the in the book they like, we talked about this they didn't they shot him into space but yeah how do you do it in the movies in the movies because so far in the movies Bruce Banner and Tony Stark are best buds so yeah if the Hulk is on the government's Iron Man side the Hulk kills Captain America and the movie's over in fifteen minutes <laughs> yeah if you have him switch sides to be on Cap's side. 
then you've got huge battles with Tony in the Hulkbuster armor versus the Hulk and a bunch of little people sort of smacking at each other over on the margins. It's not that interesting. Right. The Hulk's a fucking game changer in Civil War. That's why they shot him out into space to not have to deal with it. That's why they had the thing in the Fantastic Four issues that accompanied Civil War basically be, I'm not taking a side. And he didn't get involved until the very end. I... They could do something that takes him out of play, though. Like, you know, Stark makes some deal with Loki and relocates the Hulk to Asgard to some place where he can't get out because they have technology there that can immobilize frost giants. (laughs) I suppose you could do that, but the Hulk was one of the most popular parts of the first Avengers movie. I'm not saying it's a good idea. In a Marvel Studios willing to fire Edgar Wright, because they're worried about how Ant-Man's going to fit in? Are you going to kick Hulk out? Or or they come up with something um, equally debilitating that makes it so he can't shift into Hulk form. And then Banner is now crippled with the knowledge of, I I need my power, but I can't have it, but this could make me normal. Okay. I can buy that. See, if anybody ever offers us a comic book, you're going to have to write it. Because <laughs> I, I can't think of anything. I write dick jokes. That's about my speed. Now they, they give him some sort of like gamma activated antidepressant or something. So now he's not angry all the time. Gamzak? <laughs> Gamzak. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't mix that up with what's the boner pill? <laughs> Gamalis? <laughs> uh, Gamagra? <laughs> Gamagra. <laughs> Not to be confused with Gamera. (laughs) (laughs) You can use it on Gamera. You could, but... That'll calm Gamera (laughs) down. That's how I know I'm not a road comedian anymore. I couldn't automatically think of the word Viagra. Yeah. Road comedy, if you don't have a Viagra joke with you, you might as well be working in Cambridge for the smart kids. (laughs) Uh, Eugene made a poopy. Oh, God. All right, yeah, I swore I wouldn't do inside jokes on this, so I'm not going to. Don't, but, don't. <laughs> but, so yeah, I, mean, I don't even know, you know, for, for <laughs> in the comic book, Tony Stark took years of camaraderie with Thor as two founding am- members of the Avengers, and he chucked it to clone him into a fucking killer cyborg. Yeah. You know, and Clore is in and out of the story pretty fast. He's in like the third issue killing black goliath right. and then he's in it at the end and and we see captain america bashing his fucking head apart with his shield you know for kids <laughs> as one does yeah <laughs> it doesn't necessarily need punisher but punisher was a reasonably big part of the middle part of that yeah, story actually um and i think marvel does have the rights to punisher back but it becomes the same problem with spider-man how do you reintroduce him particularly since yeah there were two punisher movies in the same time neither one of them set the world on fire i think for that you you maybe look at um a quickie five-part miniseries on netflix yeah okay that could do it i think thomas jane would come back in a heartbeat he did that fan film a couple years ago so if you need somebody at least remotely recognizable as the punisher you've got your guy right but right now there's just no way to introduce him easily yeah so yeah, and the other problem, or, or or you can have him show up as a peripheral character in um, the the Luke Cage Netflix 
That's or the daredevil. Ups- yeah, or the daredevil. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, actually, you know, that would I could buy that, and that could work really well. He's he's you know a member of the the Marvel Knights um, group, so. So yeah, uh, I can buy into that. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've already got Netflix, but that would make me get it. Yeah. So, but the other biggest problem is Marvel must have a plan leading out to the twenty forties. Marvel Studios and <laughs> Civil War leads to the initiative and the initiative leads to secret invasion and secret invasion leads to dark rain. And I don't want to live in a world where dark rain happens again. Oh, that was God. the worst fucking year. The only year. thing that, that was good in my opinion that came out of dark rain was the thunderbolts. Yeah. But even that was before dark rain. True. True. You know, that's sort of what led into dark rain, yeah. you know, making Norman Osborn, you know, number one, <laughs> Warren Ellis writing it, so it was just fun and cool and violent. Yeah. But yeah, making Norman Osborn a big part of that story led to Bendis putting him more front and center in Secret Invasion. True. Because yeah, that was really Thunderbolts was really more part of the initiative because they were Arizona or somebody's yeah. part of the fifty state initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, I don't want to see Dark Rain ever again. Although I like Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts too. That was all right. Yeah, well, and the new one by Charles Sewell is is pretty good. Thunderbolts has been consistently reasonably solid since two thousand six. Yeah, but so, it would make sense for them to potentially put together a Thunderbolts type movie as part of their next wave of of whatever, if only to counter um, the Suicide Squad movie that Marvel has announced. DC. Sorry, DC has announced. Yeah. I'm also sober. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we were going to talk about DC's announcement, but shit, we're already almost an hour, 10 minutes in. Yeah. So, and we do have to slap this thing together and get it on the wire. So, want to talk a comic or two? Let's do that. So, all right. Do you think we got time to do both of them? Let's start with Death of Wolverine. Okay. Because yeah, we, we are on a schedule this yeah. evening. So, all right. Yep. Wolverine, he did. Death, yeah. of, Death of Wolverine 4, written by Charles, Charles Sewell. Sewell. Go figure. Uh, art by Steve McNiven. Yep. So, pretty, yes. Pretty book. Yeah, spoilers from, from here on out. So you are fucking warned. So uh, Wolverine died. Yeah, that's pretty much it. No, it's. I didn't find this story particularly satisfying, and the ending even less so. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, it turns out the dude who has been had the contract out on Wolverine and all the other Wolverine style heroes and villains out there was Dr. Cornelius, the yep. the doctor from Weapon X who pumped the, <laughs> who threw him the adamantium. <laughs> Chuck him the adamantium. Not I'm not to start- be confused with an ape scientist from Planet of the Apes. Yeah. No, <laughs> ma- mildly different. <laughs> just a little bit. But um, yeah, he's behind it because he turns out he's been still, go figure, the mad scientist has been doing mad scientist shit. <laughs> dumping <laughs> just mad scientist mad scientisting like a mad scientist <laughs> that's it's not poetry but it might be gutter rap i'm not sure <laughs> but no so he finds him and sends his last goon after him wolverine snaps the guy's head and then walks into a vat of adamantium and dies yeah like <laughs> So, yes, ultimately, the one thing I kind of liked was the idea that things went full circle and his final 
battle was with the guy who did this to him yeah. in Weapon X. So I can get behind that, yeah, and that, that makes that... a certain amount of sense to me. And he took him out. <laughs> yes, he, he took him out. Um, except I was pretty sure, and I went on the internet and checked, yeah, Dr. Cornelius got killed back in X-Men 7 when Jim Lee was drawn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so who is this guy? <laughs> it, it's a comic book. People come back from the dead all the time. It's true. Um, I think that took something away from it because while I can believe, okay, full circle, same guy, it takes something away from a superhero death story when he's battling a dude who's apparently already come back from the fucking dead. Yeah. So you've already Maybe got it. A sign. Yeah, you've already got it in your head. Uh, that this this can't be permanent. So yeah, he he gets he gets a whole bunch of molten adamantium dumped on him. He walks outside. Yeah, well, well <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let's get to that because he doesn't even fight Cornelius because Cornelius is a geek and a pussy, and we've established people like us can't win in a fight. So yes, the fight is with yeah the lackey Major Sharp. <laughs> who we've never seen before. Yeah. And Major Sharp <laughs> against Wolverine, get it? Yeah. Um, nice meeting you. Yeah. So it's nobody we've ever met, and he's a Midnighter knockoff. He's yeah. been you know, conditioned to be constantly fighting in his own head. So, I mean, that's the battle. Wolverine's final battle is with someone we've never fucking seen before. And it lasted, like, all of, what, two panels, three panels? Yeah, and it's he's got to fight somebody because it's a superhero comic, but this is what we're reduced to because we got Sabretooth out of the way earlier yep. and you know, all the, the big villains on the way to this one. So I, I get what he was trying to do there. Yeah, okay, we've got to have some action scenes, but it didn't have a lot of impact. And, yeah, it, it did feel anticlimactic to me, because it, it makes sense that it was adamantium that killed him, but he doesn't really go out like a fucking hero. No. Ultimately, he saves three people. The three people that are on the slabs getting ready to be dumped full of adamantium. But he kills at least two to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and ultimately kills a guy who's in theory already dead and he dies stupidly because I looked at the panel just before because when it comes to the adamantium being dumped on him, Cornelius presses the button to dump the uh, to fire the machine that puts the adamantium into these test subjects. Yeah. Now that machine is in the middle of the room. It's got three pipes that go up and over and down to administer the adamantium. So does Wolverine cut those small pipes? No, he Cuts open the giant reservoir, guaranteeing the adamantium is going to be dumped on him. If he'd stopped to think for 30 seconds, he could have cut those pipes from an angle that was safe. Mm-hmm. So he died for no fucking reason at all. And it's, yeah, and his last act as a living person is to kill a dude who already came back from the dead. Doesn't even yeah. cut his head off or anything. You don't know why he's back from the dead. He could be a vampire. Take your time about this could for be Christ's an LMD. sake. <laughs> yeah, so Can I see the book for a second? Uh yeah, one second. Of course it's at the bottom of this. Of course stack. it is. So yeah. yeah, I think I think I like Charles Sewell's writing. And we've talked about most of the books in this miniseries as they've come out. But this really felt like he was given an impossible task. You've got four issues and they're due on this date and you got to kill Wolverine. 
and try to make it mean something. But it just, it doesn't, it really feels like it was an editorial mandate to get this done. And yeah, there's just not a huge amount of heart in it. I think he did the best that he could given the parameters of it. The idea of having it be the professor as opposed to, I thought right from the beginning, it would have to be Sabretooth. You would think. But there's a certain amount of poetry to that. I can buy it. But yeah, just in the end, it just didn't do all that much for me. And yeah, when your last act is to kill a guy that came back from the dead and then you die and you're a superhero, I already don't think it's permanent. Yeah. So what are you looking for in there? Well, you see, they show that there is that syringe full of the regenerative formula that Dr. Cornelius came up with. And it's it's jammed into all of those test subjects, um, even though we're not sure if it's going to work or not. Um, but we don't see this one single one that's on the tray other than when they show it the one time to say, hey, we have a serum. Yeah, but I took on faith that that was the serum that he used. Oh, I know. But it's it's he's got it in all these other ones because I'm looking at the panel. So they all have it jammed into their um, chest cavities. Yeah, but I, I saw that to be sequential because if you look at the level in the syringe, it's down a little bit every time. Oh, right. Absolutely. But I'm just wondering. I, I He's covered in adamantium at the end. So it's not really that he's dead so much as he's sort of turned into a statue. (laughs) (laughs) It's frozen in carbonite. Yeah. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So there's no way that we don't know that there's a panel they decided not to show us where he grabbed it, jammed it into his thigh like it was an EpiPen, and then went and got himself covered in adamantium until such a time as perhaps his own healing factor kicks back in or that stuff like goes in and helps to rewire his old healing factor. And then Magneto finds him and rips it off of his body, and then he can go on. I didn't really take it that way. I I suppose it's possible it could be that way. Um, Look, I think we both can take on faith. Wolverine's coming back. But I think they did it in a way. He's there until they're ready to figure out a way to get him out of there. Yeah, that's true. He wasn't incinerated. It's not an adamantium skeleton just sitting there. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a possibility they could find a way to get him out of it. Yeah. However they decide to do it, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, Jesus, Wolverine knows Scarlet Witch. Yeah. (laughs) Wolverine was on New Avengers with Doctor Strange. There's a million ways to undo this. If, If Reed or Tony or Bruce come across any scrap of that other regenerative serum left when they eventually canvass that building when they find him. You know, you got a lot of minds on the planet that are way smarter than Dr. Cornelius. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) God, that's true. (laughs) Because Cornelius was always supposed to be the goddamn stooge. There was always somebody that he was reporting to. Right. Now, I always took him as sort of the technician in Weapon X. Yeah. That's a problem I've had with fucking with Wolverine's origin right from the beginning. Up until 1990, we had no idea what it was. And we didn't need to know. Yeah. Now, Weapon X, I really liked. Yeah, I thought that was well executed, and the name of the guy who did it is totally fucking escaping me. Someday. Yeah, <laughs> if only there were a device. But yeah, but yeah, it, it was well done, and it was still relatively mysterious. You know, he was kidnapped by this entity that was reporting to someone. This thing happened. He killed everybody and got out. Yeah, it was just enough information to see 
how he got the adamantium. Still told us nothing about him, uh, nothing about his past, nothing you know, about where he was in between there and becoming Wolverine. So it was just, it was, I really liked that. Paul Jenkins' origins yeah. was yeah, did nothing for me. Yeah. The more we learned about our Wolverine, kind of the less interesting he became. Well, that's just it. I mean, if, if you're supposed to have someone who is just a killing machine with a shady past, they become less interesting the second you start to fill that in. That is true. So, yeah, Wolverine's dead for now. He'll be back eventually. Yeah. I think Charles Sewell did the absolute best that could be done with an editorial edict that had no real basis in anything that had to happen. <laughs> As Superman said in uh, Identity Crisis, uh, let us all pray for a swift resurrection. <laughs> yes. All right. You know what? It is. Uh, we're an hour and 20 in, and we are on a schedule. So We are. Uh, let's just do this very quickly. Where we're going to talk about uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard. Written it's by- really good. <laughs> Written by Al Ewing. Al Ewing is underrated. I'm glad to be seeing him getting more work for Marvel. Yes. Uh, and this is a fun book, and this is a fun book to a guy who really has trouble following Thor. Thor doesn't do a hell of a lot for me, but this has been this has been a hoot. And what made this particular issue is Valeria. Valeria is awesome. Yes. <laughs> the The one panel I'll call out is she's explaining, okay, I'm going to do this scientific thing, and this wave is going to happen, and... And Verity <laughs> says, can you boil that down for the idiots? Yes, I'll press this and it'll go ping and then whoomp. And then <laughs> next panel, ping, whoomp, was awesome. Well, then there was another like throwaway line she had when they're talking about, like, you know, what is the cause of evil in the world? And Valeria's like, mommy and daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, the the latest Loki, Agent of Asgard. And the, the first trade just came out. And yes. I perused that because you picked it up. And yep. the whole thing has been has been fun. So check that out. Okay. All right. So... This yeah. has been episode 38. This has been episode 38. <laughs> of the Crisis on Infinite Midlives podcast, and we really appreciate that you joined us. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find us, as we said before. Uh, our home website is Crisis on Infinite... Inf- <laughs> me talk good. Me have podcast. Crisis on Infinite Midlives dot com. Dot com. Yes. We, uh, <laughs> you can email us on at Crisis on Infinite Midlives at gmail dot com. We are on Twitter. We are. Do you remember what the Twitter is? Uh, ping. Whoop. <laughs> No, that would be an excellent at name, though. It would it's be. at Infinite Midlife. Yes. Um, yes, we are proud members of the uh, Comics Podcast <laughs> Network. Yes. And, yeah, God, I need a drink. Okay. You do. You do. Your hand <laughs> and, uh, is only shaking a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to shake more in a minute. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, if you find us on iTunes, uh, do us a favor, throw us uh, a review, give us a rating. Uh, it's the only way we have any idea what we're doing is working or not. <laughs> um, and yes, uh, that is it. This has been episode 38 of the Crisis on Infinite Midlife show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. And thank you for listening. And My hand really is shaking. I might have a problem. You might. I, I smell burning. <laughs> Ping. <laughs>